And we are back with another technologically sound and completely problem-free episode of Night's Quest. Yeah, yeah. What what could possibly go wrong? We have not been struggling for an hour, ladies and gentlemen. I just I want you to know that we are adamant at providing content for you. That we are leaping through literal burning hoops to record this shit right now. I feel like I feel like my my double flip through the last burning hoop was most impressive, but the judges didn't see it that way. They only gave me a it six. Was. Well, the the problem is they couldn't see you because we had to turn our our cameras That's off. True. That's true. That's <laughs> true for our for our phenomenal Wi Fi signal. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me break it down for y'all. So per pandemic rules, we are recording over Skype as we have been for a while, but our Wi Fi is trash, so we turned off the videos, so it's just audio. And some of our microphones have been glitching, so we're having to use backup microphones. So it's yep, it's a day. <laughs> oh boy! <sighs> but I mean, day. at least it's not like at least it's not like a regular ass like story episode of KQ. Like at least yeah. it's just answering questions. That's true. That so would be a not... lot more difficult for sure. Yeah. Uh, welcome everyone to the sixth episode of Nighttime. They're, you don't need to listen to those in order. I just it's the sixth one. This one is our season you two. Do. Yeah, I <laughs> the think questions you still are only relevant to the season that they're in. Right. You don't need to listen to all six night times though, is what I'm saying. Oh sure. Right. That's that's yeah. fair. You should listen to all of season two though. If you have not, do that. Because we're going to be uh riddling this episode with spoilers. Right, right, right. Oh yeah. Because this is our Q and A episode. This we did is your it. official spoiler alert. Jamie, if you can uh Jamie and Nathan, if you could do something cool in front of my voice here. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you already did it. There I don't need to add any effects yeah, that to that. Good. I was thinking like a siren in the background or something. <laughs> this is... Like I did in the last episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, how dare you freaking drop that shit without letting me know first? I was fucking squealing in my car. Oh, the ending? Yeah. Yeah, the post post ending ending. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. I I don't understand yeah, what's I, going on, but it was fun. Yeah, I guess we'll just start with that. So, um audience, I'm the only person that knew that was going in there. Jake and Jamie didn't know about it either. Um simply because I like torturing my friends. <laughs> well, I was talking with my buddy Josh the other day about it, and I was like sitting in my car listening to that, and I'm like developing all these crazy like conspiracy theories about like who is he talking to? Some who's yeah, in Goldon? Yeah. That's you know da 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 da. And I was like, like, why don't I know the answers to my <laughs> own podcast? <laughs> because I want you guys to be able to have the fun too. You know, you guys get to have your conspiracy I, theories. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I want. The person I'm thinking to be it, but I don't know if it's that person. Okay, here's what I'm gonna. Uh, I want to hear your theories, but I also don't want you. If you're right, I don't want you to. <laughs> well, well, guess. Hey, here's what we can do. Um, what a, we what can a say tangled thing, web we weave, fucker. You can you can just bleep out both of our answers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's move on. Okay, all right, uh, Jake. Who do you think it is? Uh, I think it's <laughs> conjoined. <laughs> nice. Okay. okay. I'm just going to have the conjoined. It's That's all it's going to say. <laughs> That'll be very confusing for our listeners. All right, Jamie, who do you think it is? I think it's... Okay. Oh, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> and I, I I would give you my, my reasoning, but then you'd have to bleep that out too, because it'd be very <laughs> obvious who I'm talking about. It'd be useless. It'd be useless. Well, are they right? Are they wrong? Only I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of conspiracy theories, I want to start this off with two theories that got sent to me that I thought were fun. One is what we were just talking about. Uh, Jared thinks that I was speaking to Basel Ghoul at the end. Uh, oh. That's who he thinks. Interesting. And then, 
A completely different theory that was sent to us by Natalie. Uh, she said she thinks that what if Abiel was an agent of the Glenwyn King to spy on Rainer, and uh, Abiel had spells on him that would make people forget about him. That's what would make him oh, a good spy. Oh shit! Oh my goodness! <laughs> You're reading too much into the meta, Natalie. That's so cool, though. <laughs> I, it's a I moments like that where I'm like, y'all should write this story. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. No, that's, that's that's 100% what it is, that we definitely thought about it all the way. Also, everything with the king at the end of season one, I kind of forgot. He did, like, he did have a vested interest in, like, oh, we have to make sure that that the bard gets all the way to his destination and that he doesn't chicken out or anything like that. So I hadn't even been thinking about that because that was kind of a long time ago for us, but that's very interesting. I'm not saying that conspiracy theories won't become canon, but many of them that are out there were not canon originally. Another theory, I forgot who shared it with me, but they thought that Abiel was just the spirit of memory. Mm. Whoa. Interesting. I'm not saying those aren't going to become canon, but I will say right now, no, we just forget Abiel that much. Wow. That's, yep. that's not... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Before now, that was not the case. That's just is one of those the case now? he is. That's who he is. Okay, <laughs> so um, as I guess I've already said, uh, you guys sent in your questions. Blanket statement at the top. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. Yes, that was so exciting to see. So now we're going to answer them. And I've broken them into a couple chunks. Ones that talk about season one. Mm. Questions that talk about season two. Questions that ask about season three. Questions that ask us about our favorite stuff. And then miscellaneous. Mm. Nice, so, nice. What category do you guys want to start with? I'll give you this power. Let's just go chronologically. Start with season one. Start with season Works one. Okay. Oh, this one was actually just sent to us yesterday. So we'll start with that one. I love this one. Uh, this was sent in by Josh P. Thank you, Josh. Uh, what was the inspiration for creating the characters you did from the beginning, and have they changed in ways you didn't expect? Oh, it's a big one. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, uh, Rainer, why don't you start? Rainer is. I, I definitely started Rainer the way he was because I, at the time, and to a point now, but mostly at the time, I was very unsure of any kind of role-playing game. Um, I was very skeptical of my own ability to play a character. So because of that, I made him very, very close to how I think I would act. I didn't make any crazy personality choices or any like really fun, interesting, off-the-wall ideas because I didn't really think I had it in me to pull that off, to be totally honest. I think the the interesting and unexpected way that has changed is definitely the fact that as his story has gotten more wrapped up in the hero and writer stuff to the point where that's something he has to think about and uh, act according to a lot, so too has my playing of the game changed. Because more so in the second season, I'm now thinking about like, okay, how can I in real life play this story in an interesting way that mm. makes it a good podcast that makes it good to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I was a hundred percent doing that at the beginning. I think I was just very panicked and thinking like, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, he, we're going to make fun of the beggar, I guess. Sure. That's fine. And like, I, I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and well, I it's think- funny you say that too. Cause I definitely, f- I definitely remember conversations that Nathan and I had in season one and it definitely felt more like 
how can we create interesting situations and see how Jamie as Rainer will react? Yes. And that has oh, definitely <laughs> okay. become, uh, that's completely gone away now, you, at least from my perspective. And I think, I think we can, Nathan, you can agree. Yeah. Um, you are definitely a much more active player. Yes. Oh, than good. When we first good. started. That's, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jake, let's take turns when we answer ours. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, Leroy started off as simply because Rainer mentioned he had a friend named Leroy. Yeah, And so man. I made Leroy happen, <laughs> and he 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 was just, he was birthed through time. The voice I gave him was just one of my default voices that I have, and I think that shaped him more than anything. Just to have, <laughs> like, this voice? I was like, what kind of character has that voice? Yeah. And... Yeah, he was just a yes. He, there was no inspiration. That was all just he was built off of yes and jokes. I think the biggest one was when <laughs> we made the role about the bad bread, and I think I rolled like a one. I'm like, oh yeah, they feed him the bad bread, right? And so you know that's why he's kind of a little crazy. Uh, but also the the cow painting thing. Like, look at this one. Yeah, this one's yeah, a yeah. cow. No, oh, wait, geez, this yeah. one's a different cow. <laughs> he just kind of really happened. Changed God. the world. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like Leroy has like very quickly became Nathan's meta influence on the game without yes. being the writer. <laughs> well, to, so to be fair, <laughs> right, that right. was the rich. I think that was one thing where I'm like, I need to make sure I had a character in the game so that way I could like <laughs> nudge things in the way yeah. I want them to. And oh, so yeah. Leroy just became my grab all bag. He was just the funniest one because he was kind of not the brightest. Right, so to have him be like, there. Yeah, so to have him be like super aware of things, I just thought was funny. Oh yeah, I would agree. All right, let's keep going, Jake. Character. Um, I don't remember whether Jonathan or Terrence came first. Terrence um, came first. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Terrence is a much well. I think they're both very similar. I think Terrence is a much more pared down version of Jonathan. I think they both embody like all of my asshole qualities. <laughs> um, Terrence was just fun to have somebody to just be the like not who you'd expect. You think, okay, paraplegic beggar in the street, um, not expecting them to have like, you know, the the what they did. That was totally right, right. just having something to throw at Rainer when it came to be. Yeah, Jonathan, yeah. I wanted to be like everybody has that one super extroverted best friend. That I think I wrote down on the character sheet at the very beginning. I wrote down Rainer's best friend, and I think I wrote like troublemaker on there. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. that's all I gave you. Like everybody mm-hmm. has known that one friend in their life that like is always like riding the line between okay, like like um like cool and not cool. Um, <laughs> but you always have a laugh about it afterwards. The one that gets you into trouble. The one that gets you out of trouble just the ride or die um friend and i I wanted somebody that that wasn't in the beginning was almost opposite to rainer because i feel like that's how friendships are kind of born because Mm. jonathan wasn't afraid to speak his mind um he wasn't Uh, afraid to get into an altercation um he was there to kind of make it okay for rainer to come out of his shell a little bit because Jonathan was already doing it and he was already out there taking the brunt of the crazy. So like, of course it's fine for Rainer too as well. I hadn't even really picked up on that, but yeah, that's been around since the beginning. Um, Grorg, he started off as I said, there was a scene 
where there was a bunch of people of different races, and so I'm like, oh, let's put an orc in there. Yep. And yep. and then I was like, oh, I'll make him very orky, and he was going to be more brute. And I think he actually had a weapon in the first scene. I think I actually did give him a weapon. Oh, and then shoot. I just forgot about it later. So <laughs> retcon, he lost. It was a weapon he was selling. That's that's my retcon. Um, nice, nice. And he was just he was just transporting it. Yeah, but especially once they became friends with him on that walk back, I realized, I'm like, nah, he's not this big brute. He's more of that lovable teddy bear kind of guy, is what he is. <laughs> also, I think because I just found that funny, this big orc who's, like, actually, like, chill. Yeah. I, know, so I, was, I thought it was more fun. Absolutely. He's he's kind of one of the most normal people in our group at That's this point, something. I feel like. That's saying something. Yeah. All right, we're on question one, so let's keep this moving faster. Okay, um, Katrina was... Um, I don't remember exactly the Inception. I think it... I don't remember why Katrina came to be. I remember Katrina the came, Inception. Okay. <laughs> Katrina was one of the... I knew moving forward there would be a female character, and in my head it was going to be Rainer's love interest. Uh-huh. So I had her oh, show up, that's right. and you guys were both like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> That was one of my favorite moments of the entire show because you were like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Y'all are going to roll dice. And Jake said, excuse me? (laughs) We're going to fucking roll dice? (laughs) I remember that now. Um, And I think actually Katrina's personality was born out of that, like, defiance that I had. It was was born because we gave her a low charisma score just to, like, balance out Rainer's high charisma score. And so then we're like, all right. And oh, you just interpret that to right. mean she's going to be more like I don't want to say stuck up, but like determined, more, oh, more, more, right. more tomboyish, more, and to contradict yeah. her father being yeah. like a dick. Because at first that that low charisma thing was going to be like, oh, she doesn't she doesn't like uh, get along with people well. She doesn't talk to people in an agreeable way. But pretty quickly that became like her own choice, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it became something she was doing on purpose because she doesn't have time for bullshit. Like, yeah. She just, I, yeah. I think Katrina, especially over time, Katrina, the, the drinking thing was totally spur of the moment and I loved it. So I kept it. She definitely became like strangely more independent as the story went on um, yeah. because she definitely didn't need the party to do her own thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Katrina. She's one of my favorite characters. And then I think just for me too, the spirits in general were the only ones I ever had an idea going forward, like with who they were, except, well, except Mirjik. Mirjik really is yeah. his name, but like Bazal Ghul, Niener, 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 Sim, you know, all those guys, I knew going up to them what their personality was, what they were, because we kind of created right. them before we actually met them. So like that improvisational creating of characters had already happened. So by the time we actually talked to them, they were pretty well fleshed in my mind. That makes sense. Any other characters we want to quickly address? Yeah, I want to. I, mean, I want characters. I mean, since we're since we're just doing like the because like all of the random offshoot characters like that just show up for a couple scenes, like yeah. Tanner and Taylor. We wanted competent, cool people in town. Um, like the Smiths are their own freaking entity. But like um, Quiss, I didn't expect to stay around as long as he did. Um, right. Right. Quiz was definitely established because my brother went to school with a kid that had a speech impediment, and it was the direct speech impediment that affected how he said his own name. And we had a big long laugh about like, okay, so if he's going to say his name like this, is it spelled C H R I S, and he pronounces right, it right, Quiz? Right, and I'm right. like, no, that's mean. His name is Q U I S, but right. he does have a lisp, so I kept the 
the speech impediment part in, but mm. he was just supposed to be like a random like helper around the manor, right. and he became so much more than that. <laughs> yeah. Which let's uh, quickly address um, a question that was brought up by Chase. What happened to Quiz's lisp? Pretty simply, the, his lisp went away because he wasn't Quiz anymore. He was right. Conquest. Yeah. yeah. So that was our one way of differentiating them. <laughs> yeah, because it was a pretty it was a pretty obvious and a pretty big thing when it happened. Of like, oh my god, why is he talking different? And when he came back in the finale, like, yeah, we, oh my god, Quiz is back. Now. Yeah. Um, the other season one questions we have, uh, Natalie asked, what was Nathan's original plan for season one in general? How did it change? And Kelly asked, similarly, <laughs> how has the podcast changed over time? Yeah. So I'll, a lot. Um, I'll address quickly and then you guys can point out anything else you've noticed. Originally, the goal with Night's Quest was that it was going to be a one season story and then we would change to somewhere else. And that Night's Quest would just kind of be a bunch of one season long stories. We'd tell some huh. story with some characters and we'd go somewhere else. Maybe it'd be like prequely, maybe sequely, maybe they wouldn't be connected at all. At the end of season one, we were just getting started. And I'm like, now nah, we got to keep going with this. Yeah. We yeah, couldn't leave yeah. it where it was. Yeah. That was like right when it was getting good. Yeah. Um, as far as how it's the original plan, I had very little plan. The only thing I had when we first sat down was I knew we were going to be in Goldon. I knew there was going to be a demon in the mine. Eventually I knew there'd be a Coasterine festival at some point. Yeah. Um, I thought that was going to be a lot sooner, but it, you know, we had some other stuff and I knew that, yeah, that I was going to let you guys kind of pick a lot of the direction. So that's kind of why it took us a couple episodes to actually get the plot going. It's because I wanted to mm-hmm. like see what happened. Yeah. So, Oh, real quick. You just reminded me two other characters that I want. Well, three technically that I wanted to cover uh, Bethilda and Eloise totally just showed up because of like we rolled it didn't we no no i i put i i shoved them in there because i realized we had after we got rid of katrina zero female characters gotcha and i was like oh that's that's not okay and so Mm. i'm like let's get some more female characters in here just because i want our party to you know be diverse and i thought that having them be musically gifted would give them a connection to rayner yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. would be would be good and then bartuk uh once again Totally not supposed to be important as he was. <laughs> oh, Thought no. he was just going to be there until oh, the messed party with his Ajax. stopped. Yeah. T- yeah, like stopped talking to him, and then he would cease to exist forever. And he just <laughs> grabbed everything and ran with it. He took. He stole the show. He stole that show. Yeah. But yeah, what other ways have you guys noticed season one? Well, the change in the podcast. Obviously, audio quality, um, music production has changed. I think one thing that's changed is we started off just right. jokes. And I'm glad we did. And as the story's gone on, we've we've added a lot more serious beats. And I like that. I think the best stories have comedy and emotional character development is what makes, I think, the best stories is when they have both. And I'm glad yeah, we didn't start yeah. with, here's my tragic backstory. <laughs> like, we kind of, we like built up to that. I think that's a good way of putting it. No, I totally agree. And I think that's... I think that's part of, because I've talked with my buddy Josh a couple times about this, but I think that's part of what led to the success of how the story developed and also our enjoyment of it, because since it started from literally nothing and only jokes and our decision that like nothing. jokes are now reality that allowed us to create yeah, yeah. this ridiculous, mm-hmm. but intricate diverse world that we were in. And then because we followed the dice, which were chance and we followed the jokes, which were ridiculous it like led us to these crazy, crazy events that were happening. And I, <laughs> I really think that that helped to mm-hmm. 
deepen our our story. This is not the most uh, deep or insightful change in the story, but like how the story changed from like episode one, two, and three until moving on from there. Like you were saying about how we could just make jokes and like just that is a thing now. Like, oh, I say the name Leroy and now there's a Leroy. After like the first couple episodes, it was mostly in episode one, a little bit in the two or three episodes after that, and then really not so much anymore, you know? Cause, like, well, I, I know why. It, it, the reason was because in the first few episodes, you were in your hometown where you were supposedly right. supposed to know what was going on. So it made sense right, for your right. character to talk definitively. But after that, going into the mine and going to different locations, your characters didn't know what was there. So it was harder for you to say, ah, yes, I'm going to go talk to this person because you didn't know that. You had to t- depend more on me telling you what was already there. Well, for sure, certainly that. But also, like, as we moved along in the story, um, I, it definitely felt more and more like it would be very, like, story-wise, it would be really inappropriate for me to suddenly say, like, oh, it's just like this other thing that I that I know all about and have not mentioned before this, you know? Like, like mm. in episode 20, it wouldn't really make sense for Rainer to suddenly be like, oh, yeah, I'm also a master carpenter, and just, like, <laughs> just whip that out of his back pocket, you know? So it was it was very interesting to see how the sort of haphazardness of the first couple episodes gradually settled down, both in the way you were talking about and also, you know, just the more general way of like what our characters say and do very much settled down into a story that could progress. You know, I was just going to say, I think a lot of the the weirdness that a lot of the spontaneity happened off Mike, like I can remember quite a few times where I was, I would like text Nathan during the recording when I had an idea of how to do something weird or had a question that I wanted answered. Uh, um, okay, like one of those okay. moments was the the Chimera at the Sun Festival. Yes, yeah, we yes. talked about that already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there was there's been other instances where I'll, where like we would message privately, um, or I would ask Jamie something, and we would just kind of go from there, or we'd have a situation and we'd be like. Wait, is this going to fucking happen? And then we would just mm-hmm. go with it. All right, moving on to season two. I'm going to start with one, and I'm going to try to make it quick, but then we're going to start talking about favorite moments oh in the season. So you guys can start thinking about that. Good um, but I'm going to adjust the question um, first, what you guys think about that. Natalie asked, how much of the story was planned out ahead of time? <laughs> uh, not much. Uh, <laughs> as, we've no- as we've already said, our key characters were jokes that we we did a run on. But I will say, yep. for season two, this is what I had planned. We were going to be in Tarive, and we were going to be in Tarive the whole season. I kind of like having each season being in its own country. That's been fun. I knew what spirits we were going to meet. And in the moment where uh, Sansir kind of gives those visions to Raynor, those were the things I had planned. I knew we were going to go to the Shadowgate. I knew we were going to go meet Sim. And I knew we were going to go to the Usra dungeon and fight Conquest there. Oh, shit. I did yeah. not go back and think about that more closely. Yeah. That huh. was all there. Um, so other than that, though, Abil, he was a roll of the dice. Oh, yeah. Um, Bartuk yeah. was a fill-in. All the adventures in the desert were dice rolls. Yep. The dungeon itself, I didn't plan until later. The Oasis, I didn't plan until later. Hey, um, uh, how about the, the Omaris? The Omaris... I did have them planned. I didn't have them as like big of a thing as they were. Okay. The, the linchpin in the entire yeah. like gate. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
No, I just kind of was like, oh, I wanted to have some kind of just antagonistic force because I didn't want you guys just to be like, do, 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 do. There's no problems here. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll put these guys here. And then over time, I was like, oh, yeah, they're actually a pretty good force to oppose you. Right, um, right. Which leads to the next question, which I'm gonna, there was two questions that were the same thing. So Emma asked, what has been your most shocking slash memorable improv moments of season two? Which is very similar to a question that was asked by uh, Jared, which was, what were each of your favorite moments of season two? Okay. I know I know one that was most shocking for me. Go for it. When Rainer was trying to convince one of the important figures in the Omaris, Rainer was trying to trying to do some some quick negotiation work and he accidentally convinced them that they should go get superpowers and take over the yep. city. <laughs> um, I would say that was pretty shocking for me. Um I would I would second yeah. that moment. Yeah. I, I had imagined that arc being done already. Like right. you guys were gonna have the fight in the Shadowgate and it was gonna be over. But then that moment was it just felt like as soon as you said that I'm like, oh yeah of course they'd go and make a wish for this. And, oh, yeah, Nina Nina would be totally fine with that. Right. And it just, like, all flowed. And I was, like, I kind of, like, at the end of that episode, I was just sitting there, like, uh, this is where we are now, I guess. We're not leaving yet. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't put that, I hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought it through that way. So it had not even occurred to me that that might happen or that it would be directly because of what I said. So that was, uh, that was kind of a jarring moment for sure. I have, like, three big like favorite improv moments one of them was the everything that happened with the was it the king lotus oh, oh the, shoot um, uh the lily yeah acid lily um that yeah, was but they also called awesome. it the king yeah 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 the king acid lily everything to do with bartuk just fucking everything was yeah. off the cuff the biggest like wtf improv moment for me was rainer's decision to put Conquest's finger in the mystic pouch. I think yeah, what all of fuck? us stopped for like ten solid seconds and went. It was what? Oh, yeah. guys, I'm so glad yeah. death floored me. Yeah. Although, if we're being completely honest, that wasn't so much improv for me because I had been thinking about that possibility for a while. Oh, I'd assumed you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was improv for me. Yeah, I had never <laughs> even considered that as a possibility. Favorite moments. Eloise meeting the keeper and that whole yeah. shebang yeah. was awesome. The entire fight with the Omaris with Bartuk and his minions. Oh yeah, oh, on the that top was of the insane. gate. Yeah. Arch. And I mean the the final battle with with Mirjik and Conquest for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Also as Ajax and Bartuk's battle was pretty dope too. That was yeah, the battles turned out really cool. I would say Favorite improv moments, like I said, that oh, oh, Omri's oh, 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 and 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 yeah. the, and, the, and the fumbles and the fumble coat and the fumbles and Jonathan and the fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely improv. Yeah, my favorite improv moments: mm. Omaris and Neener Neener, as we said, mm. the ring thrown in the pouch. Mm. I mm. still freak out thinking about that. <gasps> I also really loved the negotiations with Sim because mm, I okay. that was one of those moments where I'm like, here's a problem solve it and i did not have in my mind a correct answer i was just gonna be like yo if you roll good enough and if what you say is convincing it's gonna happen i had the idea of the simple sim symbol symbol before that because <laughs> i liked right. that name so much of course. that's ridiculous and i thought the idea of grog being a cleric was a fun idea but i didn't Definitely. know how we we're gonna get there 
And so Jonathan just like swooped right into this idea I had. And I'm like, perfect. We going with it. Let's run with that. Favorite moments other than that. I really loved the Azamite moment where we got oh, to see everyone's yeah. fears. That oh, turned out shoot. really well. I loved that. And so spooky. I think just all the moments of like people having intimate connections, like actually like having moments with each other throughout. Most of those were in like traveling scenes. I really liked mm-hmm. just seeing the character. Oh, fucking Grorg and Eloise training Salazar. Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was amazing. That was delightful. Yeah. All of the, that was the one stuff. of those moments where I'm like, there's some character connections that just happen. And I'm like, yes, you, yes. <laughs> it's really hilarious. Yeah. I never would have seen that coming. All of the, all the family stuff with Katrina that I thought was definitely going to be like B story became like way more important and actually interesting. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, next question sent to us by Lowell. Has a scene ever gone so poorly you re-recorded it or scrapped it entirely? I'm going to say no. No, I I can I don't definitely think, so. think of times where we have reworded lines. Yep, mm-hmm. we've done that. But the whole point of Knight's Quest is that regardless of the roles, we have to do it because that's the reality. And even if something doesn't go to our liking, it's canon now, bitch. Yeah, it's <laughs> canon now, bitch. There are scenes that I probably should have cut out just because they were boring. Um, <laughs> but I just never, never had the heart to do it. So no, nah, there's there were, we never retook anything, and we never cut things major scenes out. I would say the only moment that has, that gets even close to that definition, I think, would be the very beginning of season two, because we agreed like yes. like it's going to still be mostly improvised, but also let's give people a little bit of information if they're starting here. Yeah, let's get a platform to bounce off of. Which, as it turns out, is super difficult to do. Oh my god! Have you yeah. guys ever tried to give someone exposition in like a normal conversation that doesn't yeah, sound weird? How do weird? people do that? It's how do really people write hard. Books? <laughs> it was. We didn't like. I am your little septum. <laughs> we didn't like totally get rid of the idea and start over, but we definitely did um, keep we working had, on yeah. it for a little bit. Yeah, we did because a that takes. was just really difficult, and like it was. Uh, that was a pretty tricky bit of trying to do something a little different from usual. And I think yeah. that helped us realize uh, that that's never again. probably not one of our strengths. Yeah, that's probably the never closest ever yeah, we came Scripted to that. shit. We <laughs> struggle the most when things are scripted. Right, right. Yeah, improv is our best. Or when not all of us are there, as Nathan and I figured out. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll Shoot. get to that in a second. Spoilies. Let's do a couple favorites before we move on to talking about the future jake asked hey wait a minute that's you (laughs) don't worry someone else also asked the same question natalie also asked it what is everyone's favorite magic item oh okay Ooh. or jake put it what's the best and worst magic items huh um i mean in my opinion worst magic item the groundoscope from season one the 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 geoscope I forgot about that. Yeah, we literally don't even have it anymore. That's what (laughs) that was. I'd say best magic item, either Azajax's finger guns. Yes. Or Jonathan's hat. Oh, okay. I think think the reverse Omatic is OP as fuck. It is. I just don't use it enough. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) It literally breaks everything I have. I'm like, you can't go back and save Azajax now. And you're like, reverse Omatic. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) 
Uh, it's going to cost you anima. Well, don't worry. We have an, a large anima supply. Fuck! <laughs> That's true. Also, the oopsie bracer, another broken item when used in conjunction with the reverse matic Yeah. 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 I got to start taking these things away. I don't know how. <laughs> um, another favorite of mine, um, the dragon spit ring was great. Yeah. Also, it's like our only combat item we really have. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the um, fuck, what's the, the backstabber? Um, uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that is. That's combat. That's yeah, combat. The backstabber in conjunction with the cloak of daggers. I feel like those were the two items that best fit a character. Oh, here's a Katrina thing. She became a rogue the moment we were on the road, and you realized she had no way to defend herself. And you were like, uh, "Can she be like good at knives?" And I'm like, "I guess." <laughs> and then she bought knives, and I'm like, "I guess she's a rogue now." Yeah. And then I we found a crime network, knives. and we're like. You're in it now. <laughs> I am now a knives person. This is our cr- this is our criminal, and now she's a mega assassin. Following in mommy's footsteps, which mm. we made a-, a thing because she was an assassin. Yes, I'm going to be honest. I just really like the ocarina. Like I, it, I find something very charming about it because we made the jokes about ocarina of time, like at the very beginning of the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like, I love the idea of. Like, if Link had the ocarina in that game, but it could do even more weird shit, and also he had no weapons. (laughs) (laughs) That that really strikes me as just a funny idea, and the more we've developed the ocarina and the different songs, I... There's something that I find absolutely just wonderful about that, especially because some of them are the most ridiculous and just... Oh, this is just never going to give you up. Like, this is just careless yeah. whisper. And some yeah. of them are like very, very serious moments. <laughs> and I really love how off the wall and jumbled up it all is. It's just super fun for me, to be honest. Another question about favorites asked again by Natalie. And I don't know if I'm legally allowed to answer this one as if I feel like a parent. But the question is, who is your favorite character and which would you want to be? It's like picking your own mm-hmm. child. Oh. Who's your favorite child? <laughs> uh, but that's a double-edged sword who's your favorite and who would you want to be very different yeah jamie I, let me just say uh, well we could say all characters not just yours like oh, okay, all characters okay okay i'm just gonna say um, i love leroy i love playing leroy i never regret playing leroy would i want to be him no hmm. but i i just love being him i love being a zajax he's they're both just like fun well a zajax got a lot more serious near the end but they're just like Boom, bam, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Neener Neener. I loved playing Neener Neener, too. That was just a fun <laughs> voice. Oh, my goodness. It's really hard because I, I I, don't know if I can choose a favorite between Jonathan and Katrina. And I suppose it's the same in Who Would You Want to Be? Because, like, Katrina, she's just fucking badass. And she's got all these cool, like, powers yeah. now and <laughs> weapons. And she's, like, capable. And she, ha- she, like, she knows what she wants to do and she's good at it. And then there's Jonathan. And he's just great. And he's a good friend. <laughs> and he he's a good thinker. And he's, like, a talented salesman. I feel like more of myself is in Jonathan and I'm so interested in his like family backstory. So I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to say favorite character Jonathan. Who would I want to be? Katrina, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was hard to not put Bartuk in that list, but Bartuk has yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> I'm still not sure how to answer this because I think, um, 
if I was thinking about this, if I was trying to like remove myself from it and just be objective about the whole story, I think I'd probably say Katrina's my favorite. I don't know how to answer who I would want to be because I've spent so much time thinking about Tanner all the way. What? Tanner or Taylor all the way. (laughs) Tanner or Taylor. Yeah. They're they're, they're a combo. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I think I'd want to be Tanner. That sounds, (laughs) there you go. He's got it made. He's got it made. His, his life is really... Him, uh, him him or Sansir. I think that would be a dope power wow. to see the future and to be oh, the keeper okay. of the gate. Okay. Well, junior keeper of the gate. Temporary. <laughs> uh, can I even do that voice anymore? I don't. Where is it? I gotta find it. <laughs> you keep talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is back here in my throat. I found him. There, there you go. You, you found it. Leonard Bjorn's <laughs> big hero. character shelves in my larynx. <laughs> it is. I have to find them. They're like in a different spot in the throat. I'm like, where did I put Gorg? <laughs> it's right next to. It's right next to. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Salazar. Yeah, it's right next to Salazar. Yeah, they're pretty close. Naturally. Uh, which segues to the question Emma asked: Which character puts the most strain on your voice? A Beale. <laughs> A Beal and Grog is a combo. Okay, okay. For me, just because that rasp, that growl. Which, now that we're going into Brillian, the home of the orcs, I'm going to get fucked over. I need to think of a new way to differentiate orcs. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you you don't have to, you don't have to state that all orcs have that, that growl in it. I probably, I probably should, yeah. I would say the two, because there's been, I think there's been random one-off side characters that were a little hard on me, but I would say... The two that I can think of that were the most difficult were Terrence and, at times, um, Eloise, when trying to differentiate from Katrina. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I'd say the easiest Ooh. ones to do are... Oh, fuck. What was Bartuk's brother's name? Started with an R, just like all of Ramesh. them. Ramesh. Ramesh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just my voice, so that was super easy. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, was very funny, to be, to be totally <laughs> honest. Like, having him just be like... Yeah, so um basically my brother uh it's a whole big story, yeah. That that killed me. That was so unexpected. And then I'm trying to remember the name of the the one puck guy. Market Mark? Market Mark. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love doing Market Mark. Of course. I I was actually really looking forward to this question because I have wanted to talk about this for a while. I'm going to take just a short minute here, hopefully a very short time. I want to talk about the Bombadiglio voices. Because, <laughs> Ooh. Because, <laughs> That's right. Because I, I didn't know how to organically bring it up in any other recording. Yes. Um, and I was really excited to talk about it. Because while I was working on it, I was like, okay, I need voices for these different people, but I don't know how to do voices. So I decided... Everyone in that story was just going to be my very shitty attempts at different famous people. So let me think here. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember the actor guy who was like very big and uh, his voice was kind of like this and like da 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 da. Uh, that was just my attempt at John Mulaney. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Gary's full name is Gary Bibb because he's just Barry Gibb, the Bee Gees guy. Uh, staying alive, staying alive. And oh, that's why sure. he okay. like this all the time. Um, so it wasn't Mickey Mouse. No, it wasn't Mickey Mouse. Everyone thought it was Mickey Mouse. I felt so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> Bombadiglio is just um, the singer for Tears for Fears. 
Everybody <laughs> wants yes. to rule the world. Yeah. So he was always talking like this, and like I uh, love Bombadiglio. So yeah, yeah. Much. No, no, that was fun. I think there was a there was a farmer who was supposed to be Nicolas Cage, but after like a single sentence, I just bailed because I I knew it was not working, and I just I just sort of gave up, and he just had like. Uh, he just kind of had a random gruff voice. Now, so there were those four. I think that was it. The Apple Lady. Oh shoot! Oh, that's true. Uh, there was the there was the girl. I didn't give her. Uh, I couldn't think of any fun like woman celebrity voices, so I just gave her a pretty normal voice. But yeah, there was supposed to be a joke in there about how. Her family name was Applewood, but um, some relatives wanted to change it to Berrywood after there was like a, a wedding or something, and then someone else wanted to change it to Cherrywood, and no one could agree, so her full name is like Appleberry Cherry Peachwood or something, but that never actually came up, so I just forgot about it, and we moved on. <laughs> we moved on. Yeah. So that's the story why all the voices in the Bombadiglio story are so damn stupid. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I wouldn't say stupid. I would say they're endearing. Oh, thank you. They are diverse that's and very, unique. That's very, that's very kind and also forgiving of you to say. <laughs> you did great. Yeah. A couple more miscellaneous ones. Christian asked, what's your YouTube channel that you talked about in season one? Well, uh, we don't have one, but I do think what we might have been talking about was at one point, Jamie uploaded an animated video of the first time we met Murjik. On his oh, personal YouTube yes. channel. So what's that YouTube channel, Jamie? Um, That's just my regular channel called Obvious Ghost. Um, Let me see here. What did I name the video? Uh, just go to Obvious Ghost and you'll find it. It's the one with the yeah, cop. Yeah, and I could link it on our page again uh, if people want to see it. It's And uh, then the only other time we've referenced YouTube was when we did the Smash Oh, tourney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Smash Bros. And Jared, I don't know his YouTube channel. Oh, it's Psy Gaming, I think. But that's on there, which I think oh, he's yeah. going to do another one now that season two is done. So I'm going to talk to him about that. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That oh, was such yeah. A fucking, fun idea. Uh, Bjorn Bjornsson is trash on my voice. I forgot about that. Holy <laughs> shit. He's definitely the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is the worst. Another question Chase asked was, what was question number two? And yes. I do believe you're referring to in the finale, Jake said he had two questions. And then I censored out the second one. Yep. The answer is... His second question was, are we going to do a goofy intro or not? Because I had done a silly, the serious intro. And I was like, this is it. This right here is the goofy intro is your two dumb questions. And he's like, oh, okay. And right. I'm like, ask a different second question, though, because that doesn't make sense. And so then he's like, um, question two is. And so then I just ran with it. And I'm like, oh, you don't have yeah. one, do you? And he's like, no, no, I don't. And then Jamie was like, the fuck is going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly that. <laughs> That that also explains why I was so lost, yeah. So there we go. That's the only time we re-recorded something. There you go. Mystery yes. solved. Question got us. Answered. Very, very story uh, important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crucial. Crucial moment. Now you know. Okay. Side note here in the middle of the episode. Hi, it's me interrupting us. So we had just finished the recording, <laughs> um, and we're just shooting the shit, when um, we got some really good questions texted into us by uh, Josh K. Josh K., and um, so we were like, these are great questions. They're going in the episode. So, Jake, you read them off. I haven't actually even heard all of these questions, so I'll be reacting raw. To yeah. Okay. So, question number one. Nathan, did you know what Jake I was going to do with Bartuk's powers as they developed? 
Jake seemed to make a lot up on the spot in the game. Did Jake have free creative range and you just rolled with it? Was the surprise real? Um, side note, I really enjoy the reactions when Nathan gets caught off guard in the show by you two, Jake and Jamie. Mm-hmm. I will say, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jake, but I would say most of the time I didn't know what he was doing. Um, and I did kind of just let him, because it was his character, so I'm like, yeah, just roll with it. If he had done something where he's like, and then he splits the world in half, I'd probably <laughs> been like, mm, no. Yeah, but all of it was pretty cool. Yeah. And like, in the rules, like it was a creative way of using like glass magic. And I was like, yo, I like that. I think it all started when... Nathan, you sent the Omarice to Bartuk's house to obtain the weapons, and then that was when it all kind of went off the rails yes, in terms yes. of what Nathan wanted to happen and what I was like. Okay, um, then you yeah, had we're you doing had this. told me, Jake, you had told me that you had a bigger like idea for him doing some cool stuff. Like you wanted him to be a fighter. You wanted him to yeah. use black glass. You had told me that he was going to use black glass. You had not mentioned. That he becomes a whole scorpion. Right. Not that he was going to like throw like daggers of glass at people. Right, right. And so then like the tail came out of the shadow and I was like, not shadow shit. Oh no, <laughs> more shadow stuff. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not being Neener Neener related. Right. Um, yeah. I like when I get to raw react and that's why I keep secrets from you two because I like your raw reactions yeah. too. I think they're more fun. So yeah, to answer the question, Nathan did not know for the most part what I was going to do. I also didn't for the most part until it was kind of happening and I had like a little bit of an idea and then it just kind of did what it did as usual. Yeah, I will say Jake is an expert at making up vague things and forcing me to have to make sense of them. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm very good at creating pathways that Nathan has to close off. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Question number two. When Mujik was reacting to Jamie and Jake's comments out of character, was he really reacting to it in the game? Because the idea of that happening in the moment was super cool listening to the show. I'm going to go yes. Oh! Yep. I think think we almost have to because uh, at one point, because I'm so surprised... I had Rainer literally say, wait, who's Jake? And you responded as Mirjik, shut up, Rainer. <laughs> so technically it's canon that that did happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Mirjik did react to Jake and Jamie. Right. And I did yell at him, too, at one point. So. <laughs> okay, question number three. What event done by another player forced you to change your actions in-game? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, we kind of talked about one already um, when Jamie and I decided that there wasn't going to be a thing between Katrina and uh, yep. Rainer. You had to change that. <laughs> yep. Quiss having to be rewritten, for sure. I'm thinking the Black Slash when you guys were, like, talking to her and, like, Katrina almost convincing the Black Slash to start up, like, an offspring location in Golden. Oh, yeah. I, I was genuinely oh, yeah. like... <laughs> Are we doing this? And then Katrina just left, and so then we yeah. didn't. Obviously, the finale. Oh, I'll, I had yeah. some. Just a lot of that was a lot of it went the way I wanted, as you know, because I wrote it down and read it to you. But there were moments that had to be changed. Isaiah Jackson, Bartuk's battle. Yep, definitely. That was di- but that was dice primarily. Yeah, but well, still. Well, Rainer, and Rainer, yeah, and Rainer. The actions of another. In uh in that in that fight in particular as as Jackson Bartuk, I had a bit of a plan that I don't know if I've ever shared with you guys actually. Um oh. I I was hoping that Rainer could basically 
make an offer to Bartuk of like, this is how badly I want to stop this fight that I'm willing to give up a cool magic item to you that you could sell and like, oh, what magic items do we have? And then Rainer realizes the only thing that he could give him to prove how serious he is about this is the ocarina. And I was genuinely thinking about that for a while, but obviously it didn't work out. And the way the fight went, I wasn't able to fit that in. And it would also awkwardly take some of the spotlight away from those two, I think. So because of how that went, I had to kind of abandon that idea. Jake, when did Sim's name click as to its pun meaning? You know the episode where I say in a very frustrated tone that I finally got it? It was months. Months. I'm not I'm not shitting you. I was having conversations with people who <laughs> understood the joke, not just Nathan and Jamie. But other people outside of the show who had already put it together, who were like, right, "Really? Right. You don't get it?" And I'm like, "No, I fucking don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. When I told you, when I finally understood that joke, there was no joy in me. I did not <laughs> care one way or the other. I was so done with that. I will say, Sim, I think is one of my proudest creations as a as a concept mm. because we had already had Neener 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 as the inky one. And I love that because of the whole writer symbolism. And I had been working with a printer for work. Right. And I just <laughs> saw the letters written out. And I'm like, that's a word, Sim. And I'm like, wait. And I'm like, they're looking for the spirit of color. That's color. And it's ink. And it's a word. Shit, there's the name right there. But dude, and I'm, then not, I just kept- I'm not shitting you. Having a written <laughs> pun in an audio medium is yeah. nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, that, that's, that, uh, that's on, that that didn't stop everyone else from getting it, Jake. Yeah, well, <laughs> well that, that, that particular joke is wild because, like, it really isn't the most obvious thing to everybody. It's not like, oh, that joke is so simple, who wouldn't get it? It's, it's kind simple. It's not obscure, exactly, but cyan, yellow, and magenta are also aren't something that's super common in everyday life. Right. So it yeah, totally makes sense. you don't sense. deal with, like printer ink cartridges right you, right like, that's not a thing you put those colors together with like the reason it was so funny is not because oh it was super obvious because it really wasn't the reason it was so funny is because it just kept coming up like, yeah and, so and also it was blatantly explained to me at one point and i just <laughs> missed it or forgot it yeah like it I was think, given to me I and i didn't know I think um I think there was a night where like a couple people were hanging out and I think I remember Lowell saying it to you and you were like, Oh, huh, that's weird. And then like later on you had forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad time all around. But yeah, Sim was one of those characters I knew of before we actually started recording. I actually made like concept idea images of it. I'll, I think I'll I'll post ah, that. Interesting. Now that we're long past it. They the initial concept ideas are not how I picture Sim now, which I think is why I haven't shared them, but they're they're fun. Jamie, how did you enjoy running the Ballad of Bombadiglio? I thought it was uh, I thought it went well and I enjoyed it. Oh man, that's such a, that's such a nice question. That really that's just thank you, Josh. That's fantastic. Um, so basically, I'm super glad we did it. It was I I really think it turned out super well and. 
I did I did have fun. I don't want to I realized as I was saying it this is, sounds like I'm building up towards oh I don't want to do it again. I really did have a lot of fun. That was a super weird thing to try out and I'm glad it went how it went. There is something very anxious about it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had mentioned to the both of us uh, regarding mm. having to make up shit on the spot oh, when yeah. we asked questions. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's probably obvious that that is not that that aspect of improv, which is most of improv. That is not the thing I'm the strongest at. So trying to step into that role for an episode was really, really difficult. <laughs> During the actual recording, that was pretty stressful. And I was trying to stay loose and have a lot of fun and not get too worried about it. And that's why... Once it became obvious that, like, the end of the story was happening in a very hectic, very obvious way, I tried to just run with that and have fun with it instead of getting too worried that, like, it might seem dumb or it might seem way too predictable or anything like that. I was just like, let's just make that part of the joke. Let's just make that be as goofy as possible. But at the same time, it is very nerve-wracking in the preparation stages of, like... I've got like an open word document in front of me. I'm like, what on earth am I going to do? And I, I I had a bunch of pretty bizarre ideas that were a lot more action in tone and a lot more like serious isn't the right word. But basically, I scrapped literally all of that as soon as I got the idea of like, what if we just did like a really shitty low budget sun festival? <laughs> I was like, no, this is this is the idea. This is what we're doing. Um Best idea. From there, once once things had taken on a much lighter tone, I feel like that made it a lot a lot more fun for me. I don't know if I want to do it again. I want to do more one shots for sure. I don't think I quite enjoy being the DM as much as I enjoy being a player. So I don't know for sure. I'm not ruling it out. But the ta- the, the main point of this is, and I'm rambling, that it was super fun, and I'm really glad how it turned out, and I'm glad people liked it. And thank you for asking. Next question. How much time does editing an average episode take? Hmm. Great question. Uh, too long. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, this is a, this is my own fault. I'm I've curious been putting, as well, because I don't interact with that side of things at all. Yeah. I've been putting more and more time into it. In the original episodes, like, I would just like listen to it and cut out any major chunks that were bad. But now I go through it and I take out ums and sniffs and background noises mm-hmm. and I EQ stuff and it has actually been a lot better because we're in different locations I have three separate distinct For audio sure. files yeah, yeah I yeah. think so even that, going forward if we do meet in person we'll still do three separate audio files yeah right, right. yeah because that has made it way better because if you go back to season one we condensed it to one audio file so if Jake coughed I couldn't get rid of that unless I took out all the audio that was in that chunk but mm-hmm. now I can just mute that channel. So it so it ends up taking more time because I'm going through every little bit. Do I need to do that? No, because most of it you can't even hear when you listen to it in the car or on generic headphones. But I want it to sound as good as I can. Yeah, so absolutely. So it used to be that it would take me about twice as long. So if it was an hour, it would take me two hours to edit. Now it's probably a little bit more, and we keep making the episodes longer. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And there were yeah. three episodes that took five ever to edit because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I, I actually resolved this, but there was 
I mentioned we lost the data for some of the episodes. Yeah. I never got that data back. Yeah, right. Nathan so th- had to record all of his audio just by like trying to figure out what we were saying. Yeah, so I had Jake's track, I had Jamie's track, mine was gone because I I just had it saved on my computer. So I had so I guess this is a question that was already asked. I did have to re record all of that. For me, and for like my some part. of it was funny because like you could hear your voice through my headphones coming into yep. the mic. Oh, but yeah. But other stuff you just had to like make up via context clues. I had to make it up. There was because there was one episode out of the three where I think you just were sitting different, and I couldn't hear what I said, so I just had to make it all up and like try to remember what I said. Isn't that also how we lost the original name of the Najaz? Yes, yeah. Oh, that's true. I had to remake up the name because only I said it. And so then I was like, ah, I got to make a new name up for it. And yeah. so we went with Najaz. So we'll we'll never know what the name was. Yeah. The worst part where there would be like, so like serious story moments, I could remember what happened. But there would be like improv jokes where like Leroy would say something silly. You guys would laugh. I don't remember what the setup was, though. I, like, I would just hear you yeah. say, like, oh, cakes. And I'm like, the fuck? Cakes? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Um, so that was a pain to re-record those because it wasn't fun. Like, us recording in the moment is fun because I'm doing improv. Trying to recreate improv, not fun. Right, um, right. So I, that was a struggle. And so there are three episodes, and you can probably guess which ones. Yeah, there are three episodes where I'm actually re reacting to what they said in like in post. Yeah, but yeah, as far as editing goes, about two to three times as long as the episode. But then there's also another aspect of it in terms of like sound design as well. Yeah. So as far as once Jamie sends me the music, it doesn't take that long because he does a really good job of like marking where they go. So I just kind of throw them in, listen Yay. to them, and then I'm like, wow, this music sounds dope as fuck. <laughs> and then I record the end trailer, which is, I usually do that in one take, um, right before I finish it. So then, Oh, I, and I hate, I hate doing the previously on, cause I have to like dig around through the episodes <laughs> and I'm like, where's that sound bite? Where'd it go? <laughs> so I don't like doing that either. I think this wasn't one of Josh's questions, but I think it's important. So then uh, on the flip side of that, Jamie, uh, how long does it take for you to do the music side of things before getting it to Nathan? Oh boy. Um, that time has gone up yes. uh, more and more, even over season two, and certainly to the finale. I need to seriously like take a look at my work process because that that got very out of hand. There were there are definitely a couple episodes where I'd be working like probably upwards of twelve hours. I would say, jeez, um, and like as I'm doing it, I'm just like, this isn't sustainable (laughs) like i'm really happy with how it turns out yeah can i just say yeah it's all phenomenal and the time that you put in definitely shows but i definitely thank you i definitely understand the feeling of like yeah like you have to like you have a life and you have to enjoy the work that you're putting into it so like less is more right like i'll be honest like whenever i'm talking to like other indie podcast people. That's honestly a thing I brag about. I'm like, yeah, so we're an improvised comedy fantasy podcast with an original score for every episode. So. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you have? Guys. Canned canned stock music? Fuck off. Uh, what what YouTube royalty free tracks? Okay. Mm, okay. Mm, we This is all original. And there's like seven in each one. So fuck you, Adventure Zone. We have more music than you. 
Oh man. I am I do hold that I'm like we are better at that. Like their music, it's great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we have more and it's all solid. So Oh my god, I'm going to cry. But yeah, so it's go buy do it. that on your own time, Jamie. We got a podcast to record. <laughs> Just the timing of that in this particular conversation was very funny. Yeah, because so, we're recording moral a secondary story, bit. <laughs> moral of the story is Jamie and I spend too much time on this thing that isn't our job, and we should probably spend less time on it. But I don't want to. Forward. I don't. But we don't want less to. Time on it. So I think that's honestly. The benefit of having us move to every other week is it has given us the time. Oh, for sure. To yeah. actually edit. Yeah, because I would love doing to this do it shit weekly. Weekly, I would be sitting up late at night, Thursday night, waiting for Jamie to send me the music because right, right, right. It would take that long, and I would be grinding every weekend just trying to edit the stuff as soon as we make it. And so, going every other week has given us time to like not have to edit every day. Yeah, Definitely. like if this was our full time thing. And we oh, yeah, like this just is my got job to, then. Oh my sure. god, which would be awesome. Then doing it weekly would be understandable and feasible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, but it is not. Let's talk about. Let's answer this question. Natalie asked, "Will there be a next season?" Yes. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Season three. To be fair, she sent that in before the finale. So. Oh, gotcha. So there's a lot to talk about with season three. So here's some questions. Natalie, she sent in a lot of questions. So gold star for you, no, Natalie. You oh, get the gold star. This is the first the one in a while. Oh, it's gold been a while. Stars. Oh yeah. my goodness. Treasure that, Natalie. Yeah. That's yours. Keep it. Keep it keep it safe. She asked, How many more episodes like Ballad of Bombadiglio will there be? And will those characters show up in later seasons? Oh boy. So <laughs> I'm gonna answer this one and you boys can correct me if not. So we finished season two. So we're gonna take a break. There's quotation marks around that until season three comes out. But unlike last time, there will still be episodes going up. We're gonna try to do on the same schedule every other week. Right. We'll see how that goes. And so bonus episodes are going to go up until the main story resumes. And so some of those bonus episodes are going to be one-shot stories like Ballad Bombadiggle. We've actually recorded two of those already. Ooh. Yeah. Some Ooh. of them have story importance. Some of them don't. Some of them will interact with those characters again. Some of them we might not. We have no idea at the moment. Yeah. Right. But there to answer the question, yes, they will have a little bit more impact on yeah. the main season. Also, At least the ones we've recorded. If you're talking so about Bomba Diglio characters specifically, uh no. I have no, no plans, so don't <laughs> I would say don't hold your breath on those guys. But I mean, I can't control what Nathan decides, so Yeah. It it should have been <laughs> called the origin story of um shit. <laughs> True. Facts. But yes, yeah, so we're gonna do more mm. one shots. We've already recorded a couple, and we'll probably record more, not right away, but right. in the future, because they're fun. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I like, I love having stories crossover, so as much as possible, there's always going to be crossovers, because those are the best. Cameos are fun. Um, cameos are yeah. fun. So some more bonus episodes that are going to come up. There's going to be an episode where we explain the new rules of Night's Quest, because at the end of season two, Mirjik forced the writer to rewrite the rules which is my way of saying I wanted to update the rules of Night's Quest. Right. So that'll actually be the next episode that comes out in two weeks will be us explaining what those new rules are. And there's a pretty big change. And then we're going to play with those in a one-shot. Jake and I are going to do a one-shot episode where we just tell talk about a scene that we wanted to do at the end of season two, but we didn't have time for. It, didn't, so it we, just didn't fit. It didn't fit. And so we gave it its own episode, and I'm glad we did. And let me tell you, that was really freaking hard to start. 
Yeah. We realized how important Jamie is to this this <laughs> podcast trio. It's oh really, God. really hard to just uh-huh. have, have it be the two of us. Um, <laughs> that's that's so nice to hear in a weird way. We missed you. And also, I haven't heard that. So as soon as that goes up on uh, the official... That'll probably be, yeah, that'll be, yeah, like that'll be the first now. time I'm hearing it, too. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Jamie and I are going to do an episode where we just like talk more about the music from season one yeah. and some of the like behind the scenes and the inner workings of that. And then Jake and Jamie are going to do an episode about something. Yeah, about we still don't something know. Very... Jamie, <laughs> I was going to say something very established and we totally know what we're doing. <laughs> right, there's a deadline. Get that to me soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I might also do an episode where I release some of the unaired bloopers yes. as well. Oh, that'd be fun. Now, granted, I don't have all of them because I lost some in the Great Data Purge. Oh. But I do have them from, I think, episode 29 and on. So Nice. I'll explain some of them, too, because some of them needed a little bit more explanation. And that's why I didn't show them. Um, and maybe other bonus stuff, depending upon how long it takes us to get season three up and running. Um, yeah. So... It'll be a bit before season three comes up because we really want to, you know, record ahead just because our schedules are so crazy. It's good to have a stockpile and then we can actually give them proper editing and whatnot. Um, but recording for that will probably start soon. So woo. Um, I have a, a question that I just thought of. Oh, it's a little unorthodox because it's a question for our uh, lovely listeners. Where are the memes? We're in yeah. a meme drought right now. Where are I've my been, memes? I've been looking for these. I've been looking for memes. I can't find them. Come on, guys. Here's the, if if you don't make us memes, we can't uh, that, we can't be fueled that's to record sustenance. the next season. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we eat. <laughs> that and Cool Ranch Doritos. Yes. And I'm all out of Cool Ranch Doritos. Those are off-brand and you know it. <laughs> oh, no. How dare you, sir? I can, and I can't even see the video footage. I can hear it. I will send you a freaking picture. <laughs> right, oh, yes. Um, which stats will Quiz get? You know. <laughs> you haven't picked yet? It's going to be a hybrid, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to do stuff with Quiz. Do you do you take that question to be asking, like, between Season 1 Quiz and Season 2 Conquest, which of the two sets of stats will he get? Yeah. I think that's okay. what I Oh, that was sent by Jared who asked that question. Okay. Huh. I think it'll be mainly... Season one quiz with a couple. I mean, we're rewriting all our character sheets anyway because of right, the new rules. Right. So it's kind of going to, they're all going to be new anyway. Um, speaking of character sheets, Jared also asked and uh, Austin asked a similar question. What's going to happen with trouble slash will trouble get a character sheet? <gasps> trouble. Oh so, my God. Yes. Trouble's getting a character sheet. And we were realizing at the end of the finale, I'm like, I have two many character sheets i right. can't have this many and jake already has a lot so we were like yeah. jamie i i think i was the one to suggest it actually oh, um, yeah you suggested I, it i really like the idea of uh seeing what i can do as far as trouble's character and his input on the story i guess um so jamie's gonna play trouble so that's gonna be interesting two questions are very similar kelly asked nathan how much of the next adventure do you have planned at this point and Jared asked, is there anything you can tell us about season three, like hints or something, to theorize about? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to what I had planned for season two. I know what spirits I'm going to force us to encounter. Ooh. <laughs> Natch. So, and we might have talked about them already in the show, maybe. 
Okay. Um, I know a couple key locations I want us to visit. I have a general idea how I want the season to end. Again, I don't know for sure. Like season two, I had a general idea. It was going to be a showdown with Mirjik and Conquest and that there would be this big world-changing thing that was going to happen unless y'all convinced me otherwise. And you almost did. <laughs> um, so I have an idea of how I want season three to end, but I'm, I don't like to have it written in stone because then I railroad the story and, and that honestly, my favorite moments have been improvised. So I'll just kind of be generally sending things that way. But if something more natural happens, then I'll rewrite it. Cool. I have, I have something I can say. Oh, the Bismarcks. What? <laughs> oh yes. Actually, Natalie asked as well. Will there be talk of Jonathan's family in the future? Yes, definitely. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get more Bismarck action. This is exciting news to me. Because <laughs> that's honestly like one of the best threads we had in season one was like the Bismarck Smith stuff. It just the popped Smiths. up so much. <laughs> and we just kind of dropped that plot line. There weren't as many it. Smiths in the gate. Yeah. And we yeah. were in a desert. Yeah, we it made it made sense that that was mostly a uh, Glenwood thing. Oh, also... I plan on answering the question on who it is that the writer is speaking to <gasps> at the end of the episodes. Oh, good. So I plan on answering that question within the season. Interessante. And the reason I'm going to do that is because, and again, this could change, but at the moment of recording this, we are planning on season three being the last season with these characters mm. being the focal point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And here's why I'm saying that. I'm an avid believer that all good stories have an ending. And we can all think of the TV shows or the movie series or the book series. That just went on for way too long. They just kept going and they should have ended. Or they said they were going to end and then they didn't. Right. (laughs) And I feel like we have been with these characters for a while. And obviously we could do a fourth or fifth season. Like we could. um, Just have them keep traveling. But I think what we're building up to, whatever's going to be at the end of season three, I think is going to resolve... These character arcs, these character growths, this main story of dealing with Mirjik and whatnot. And so I think that'll be a great spot to end it. We're not going to answer every single question. So, you know, maybe the next storyline might take place in the future and right. we kind of see what happens later. Or maybe it'll be more of a prequel. I, I Okay, that's a lie. I, the Season 4 is going to be a prequel. I already know that. Uh, oh, well then. I've, I'm going to be honest, I've really been excited for season four because I have a lot of things planned for that. But I have to remember, we got to do season three first. But, get ahead of myself. So, the reason I bring that up is because we have a question for you. We want to make sure that we answer the most important questions about these characters in this story. So, we had a little session where we talked about, okay, here's what, how we want to resolve this character. This is what we want to make sure we get to. But, we want to know, so, I'll probably do a post on Facebook as well. But, let us know, what are the big questions that you want to make sure are answered. Like mm. Maybe there's something we brought up that is super important in season one or season two and we just kind of dropped, like the Bismarck stuff. Or maybe there's a character that you just want to make sure that we don't forget about. So let us know what you think is important. Or maybe there's a plot point that we genuinely forgot about and needs to be tied yes. up. So let us know that. Again, can't guarantee that we'll bring it up. It might be like, no, we're not bringing Noble Mincer into the middle of the jungle. Oh, come on. Oh, but now I want to, though. <laughs> Noble Mincer is the ambassador to Rillian from Glenwood. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, I miss Noble. Damn. 
He's already got like seven jobs. He can have one more. <laughs> <laughs> He'd hate it so much. Yeah. That would actually be super funny to have Noble yeah. Mitzer in the middle of the jungle. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll Excellent. Think about it. You're pleased to have been heard. But yeah, let us know what it is that you want to see answered and resolved. And that'll be taken into consideration so we can make sure that these characters' stories are done justice for season three. So that way we can start fresh with season four with some brand new characters in a new world. Unless, of course, as we record, we realize, ah, nah, man, we ain't even close to being done. <laughs> but Which is kind of how season one happened. Yeah, but right, that's the current plan. Right. That's the current plan. Neil asked, Nathan, what was the most frustrating? Di- well, I'll let you guys answer this question and vice versa, though. But Neil asked me, Nathan, what was the most frustrating decision Jamie or Jake made, and why was it Jonathan using the reversal matic on the demon chains? <laughs> um, so I'll let you guys think about what was the most frustrating decision I ever made. Oh, boy. For you guys. I would say, yes, the demon chain moment was when I realized, fuck, the reversal matic so much. But I think the ones I've already talked about was when Jamie threw the ring in the bag, and I was like, well, how am I supposed to have a conflict with Mirjik without Mirjik there? <laughs> So I literally, was that, that whole time as we're talking, I'm thinking, how can we get him back? How can I get this dude back? That doesn't feel like cheating. Uh, uh, and then I remembered, oh, he can teleport. Fuck off. So that one got me. <laughs> yeah, I think those were, I'll keep thinking, but those are the ones that come to my mind. What about you boys? I think I know. Um, and it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. It was um, the thing that frustrated me the most was probably, Nathan, you saying in recording, um someone is definitely going to die in this episode yeah. about the Bartuk and his Ajax fight. I knew that was going to be yours. That was tough for me because in that moment, everything I wanted, like just as a listener for what I wanted for the story and what I wanted as a player, what I wanted to be able to accomplish and what I knew Rainer would want to do in that moment, all three of those lined up at the same way, which was, stop this from happening and keep both people alive. Um, Mm. So I really can't express how much I wanted to be able to succeed in that. And I I don't think this is a bad thing, by the way. I don't think this is like a problem that we shouldn't have done or anything like that. But that's just the way it shook out that we had very different goals. So Mm. to have that be the case was really tough for me because like that... Even though that part of the story isn't even really about me that much, because it was two completely separate characters, it was still something that I really needed a lot of time to come to grips with. Like, that was probably the only time that you were set on something that I was very much dreading and, like, mm. not wanting to happen, you know? So that was that was a really tough... Uh, that was a tough sell. That was... Playing that scene was tough. Um, thinking about it afterwards was tough. Listening to it repeatedly to score the music was very <laughs> was very emotionally draining. Yeah, that was that was the whole thing. Yeah, let's let's talk about a bit more. Let's talk about Bartuk's death. So, like I said, going into this season, I had had conversation with friends. Xander, shout out to you, where we were like, "Yo, we've got a lot of characters." And none of them have really died. Like, we haven't really had... Like, we've had rando people die. Mm-hmm. I guess we, Eddie died, but we hadn't, like, met... That wasn't huge. And so we're like, we needed to have a main character die. And I'm always a huge fan when a story kills off an important character. Not just because I'm like, yeah, gore. But because I think when it's done well, it can impact the characters and the reader 
in a big way. And so I was like, yo, I think I want to have a character die. And I thought the dungeon would be a perfect place because I really wanted to make sure the dungeon felt like this is a dangerous place and there's high stakes. Right. Granted, right. no one died because of the dungeon itself. But so as I was mapping out the dungeon and all the floors, I'm like, yo, floor 30. I want some something to go down here. And right. as we were kind of realizing, you know, we want Katrina to be in the finale. I was like, how can we get her there? And we we're like, I was like, oh, what if the dungeon is where uh, Azajax's treasures are? And then like, and then Bartuk would want to go to that place. And so that kind of set that up. And then I'm like, and then what if they fought? And I was like, but who would I kill? And I'm like, let the story decide. And so that was that progression that kind of led to that moment is I was like, I want to have someone die to make the stakes higher. And I thought Azajax and Bartuk were important enough that it would have that weight, but not like, oh, I killed off Jonathan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of three three moments that frustrated me. One was Quiz's transformation into Conquest, the rolling a double zero. Um, yeah. And having to like rewrite that character was really hard because I love Quiz. Um, but it ended yeah. up being phenomenal, and I loved playing Conquest. The other moment that was really hard was the entire negotiation with Sim. Mm-hmm. From Jonathan's standpoint, that was so difficult because I, I still don't think he's like totally sold on the like praise and worship aspect of this religion that they have now like spawned. Um, yeah. From like a business person standpoint, that was a hard sell. Um, and that was difficult because like the dice rolls were not in my favor and it didn't turn out how I thought or wanted it to be. That was such a that was such a difficult situation for you to be in at all because you had. You had a task, which was to get something from a guy who, who was hates sick of all... giving things away. Yeah, yeah, right. Who right. hates all transactions, and your your goal was to get him to give you a thing. <laughs> like... Yeah, so that was hard. Um, yeah, you did great on that. That's all I got. Like, I genuinely in that moment thought <laughs> that was that, incredible. I, me, am convinced that was very good. You know, like I'm oh, sold. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I can think of is. Any time in the dungeon where we did not complete a thing or fully understand a thing, I was oh, so yeah. mad because, like, my inner, like, completionist was screaming oh, yeah. at me. Like, I was just like, we need to get to the bottom of every little thing. And just so many things were just like, well, that's okay. Bye. <laughs> yep. Do we want to yep. talk about the dungeon and all the things we didn't get to? Yeah, sure. Sure. So, do you want to hear the rooms or the creatures that I had thought of? <laughs> um here here's what i would go with first were there any rooms in particular where you knew exactly what was going to happen but we just we just decided to move along and move past it instead most of the ones that we determined by dice roll they were just like a seed for an idea so okay. none of those where i'm like this is going to be important if there was something that was important i just had it happen Gotcha, um, gotcha. And so the other ones were just kind of like to give us some flavor to fill it out. So we didn't we didn't miss anything big and specific. No. Okay. No. That's kind no, of a I, relief, to be honest. No, we didn't miss anything. And anything that I wanted to like shoehorn in, that's what I did. I, I like forced it in there. Right, right, right. Let's see. Were there, I was sad. I wanted to see more like I had some star creatures I wanted us to see. Ooh more of but we didn't get to them besides the Najaz. yeah oh, it, it, i just yeah. wrote down living okay. stars and i mm. thought that'd be cool 
We had a, a fierce fumble, so like an aggressive one. Oh Would no! Cool. I had a sand shark. Ooh. Oh my god. We had an Usra tomb as a room that we could have gotten to. Oh. Damn. Yeah, all the stuff with the the ancient warlocks. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. The empty room. I literally j- it's written down as empty with quotation marks around it. So. <laughs> oh god. I had a gibberish room where you would all talk in gibberish. Oh, no. Oh, that's kind of a bummer we didn't do that. Oh, that reminds me, real quick, cycling back, one of my favorite moments was the um, campfire in the desert where everyone performed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a good one. You doing all those impressions are of people doing impressions is incredible. That, was that felt like some kind of fever dream or something i can't believe you yeah. actually did that <laughs> yeah and we could immediately tell who jonathan yeah. was pretending to be that yeah. was astonishing it was so hard not to just like list off the qualities of a character like trying to come yes. up with something original to say about everybody yeah so that's how it started you just were like i'm green yeah and i punch and we're i like- am i am grog see how i talk <laughs> like him anyway now i'm eloise <laughs> i have hair and comb and flute Nathan, what what about uh, what about the creatures we did find in the dungeon, like the the oh, little yeah. light, the little light pulsing thing, the or, the, or the three headed eagle, or the metal was snake? There, was there more info or anything about those guys? Nah, I'm gonna be honest. I just thought was like I'm gonna I like making up creatures, <sighs> Damn it. so I just made some up. And when you guys almost like freed them, I was like, uh, <laughs> I oh, guess. Oh my goodness, but. Yeah. No, they're just cool things, and I wanted more cool things. Huh. And so I've gotten a head start. I started th- since we're going to a jungle. I've already started thinking of the new cool monsters we're gonna find. Good, there. good, good. Oh, that's fun. So I've got a couple that I am excited about. Okay. So, uh, you legally you. you legally have to answer this question. Are we okay. going to encounter a heinous beast? Um, I'll say this. I have thought of what that is. Okay. I'll say that I have. I have a picture of what a heinous beast looks like, does, and why they are terrifying to hunt. Cool, cool, so. cool, cool, cool. Okay, tight, tight, you, tight, cool, cool, tight. You might, you might have to cut this out of the actual recording, but I swear to God, Jake, I thought you were going to say, are we going to encounter the ancient finch? <laughs> no. No. Second they question. Live on, they live on a different island. Are we going no, to encounter the ancient finch? <laughs> no, they live, the ancient finch lives on Lyston. That's a different island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which we have not addressed or Are we about. going to somehow make our way to Lyston in season <laughs> three? No. But maybe season four. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, the last questions I want to address, uh, at least that were submitted. Drew asked... No, actually, hold up. I got to backtrack. There's one more really important question. Super important. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh K. asked us, what debt but do? What? And I think the only way I can respond is, what can it do? Do we have any more context? That's it. Ask the question. Oh, okay. Cool. What dat (laughs) but do? (laughs) Sure. Oh, boy. And that's that quality. That's that quality questions that I really wanted. It do a lot. That's all I got to say. It do a lot. It do be there doing that. No, the actual last questions. Um, Drew asked, where are the shirts? And Emma asked, can we have a live KQ podcast event? Obviously, once the pandemic is like done. So to answer those mm-hmm. questions, I'll say I would love both of those. T-shirts and more merch and 
live shows. The reason we don't have them is as much as we love you, our fans, I just got to say, we've got some incredible fans. Like the percentage of our fans that engage is crazy high. Oh, yeah. But is really we fun. actually, there's not many of you. We don't have a ton of listeners. And so when it comes to merch, I have to like buy it ahead of time and then sell it to you. Right. So right. Like with any business, if I buy a bunch of it and no one buys it, then I'm out the money. So stickers, nice and cheap. So I can buy a bunch of those right. on sale. And if I don't sell them all, not the end of the world. T-shirts, there's different sizes, different colors. So unless someone knows a way I can order shirts like individually one at a time without that being a ridiculously high price. Well, Nathan, yeah, then I, t-shirts. I had an idea. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because I was thinking about this question. And you can cut this out if, if we don't want it in here. But I had an idea for the t-shirts. We could potentially do a pre-order um, for the shirts where we can oh. establish like how what what is the price for one shirt and people could include their sizes and we could do not like a GoFundMe but we could set up something where people could like air quotes donate money and they could send in the money for their shirt so we could figure out how many people want okay. them um, how many we would need to order so we could do pre-orders and that way everybody who wants one gets one and we don't have to worry about bulk stuff. The other idea that I had was we could do a limited run. We could establish like we could send out a question and say, hey, we are going to sell 20 T-shirts to the first mm-hmm. 20 people who ask for them. And so okay. we lock in. That's how many there are. That's how many we're going to buy as soon as we get who we're getting them we know what sizes and then we get the money we order them all right folks so you heard it here first i guess jake has convinced me um we might do a limited order or pre-order so let us know if you're interested and let us know what ideas you have for the shirts as far as live shows go i would love to do that but again that one we would have to like rent out a space and like ideally fill it so we'd kind of need to know we need to have enough people. So the reason I bring this all up is if you want that kind of stuff need to happen, we need to grow our audience. Right, so we're right. doing our best to try to <laughs> the emperor get more stuff. of fucking segues. <laughs> I am. I am. That's my job. So tell more people about the show <laughs> if you want better stuff. Um, because we're cheap as fuck and we can't afford actual advertising. Actual Although anything. Actual we're gonna get a billboard for that just that'd be awful that'd be so bad <laughs> i will say billboard. in terms of advertising thank you so much to um kelly and to the other people that have um talked about our show on their shows yes. um yeah. that's how we met natalie from fanimated and mm-hmm. i it's mm-hmm. so awesome to meet people who we don't even know that love our stuff yeah so thank welcome to everyone here who, yeah. who came from other shows so keep spreading the good word you know, just like you would talk about better or you would talk about the simplicity, you know, you just got to tell other people, shove it in their face. Um, Make them buy <laughs> so it. This means, this means that the beginning of season three, like first scene, Grog and Jonathan are going to be like, so I've been thinking about shirts. Um, <laughs> so let's talk shop for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But obviously I don't want to come across as like this, this um, selfish person, like tell other people about our show because I am honestly super grateful for the fans that I have. Uh, I just say this because or that we have you're you're our fans, um, <laughs> but I'm, our I'm fans, saying this comrade. if if you want these other things to happen, we can't currently do that on the amount. It's just it just wouldn't be worth it. it we right, just right. Do it. So if that's something you want, you're gonna have to help us to do that. Um, is why I bring that up. So 
keep keep engaging. You guys have been incredible with your engagement. Thank you so much for saying it. It makes questions. me so happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we get so excited when literally anybody sends anything, any literally meme, any question. Anything. No an matter email. how small. <laughs> we we get so excited about that. So anytime anyone leaves a review, yeah. leave a review. Reviews. We, it makes our day. And this is not an exaggeration. This is not us lying. It honestly makes our day. So like you can send me a text just talking about the show or a question or yeah. like anything yeah. on the Facebook page, yeah. whether it's a comment or an original post, an email, Love like shit. everything is just like, oh my God. <laughs> Someone watches, uh, listens to our show. Well, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why I say that there. I guess moving forward, next episode in two weeks will be the rules episode slash a bonus episode where we are going to be in a, in a village that we have talked about, but never been before. Oh, so. a village, you say? Shut the fuck up. You gave it away. <laughs> you don't have to keep that in. Nathan, you just gave it away by saying that. <laughs> so that's going to be the next episode. There's going to be a bunch more bonus episodes that come after that. And I will let you guys know when season three is on its way, but it probably won't be for a couple months. But there'll still be episodes. So gotta, you know, every other Friday. pile them episodes. Right. Yeah, we got to build that pile up. It's an empty pile right now. It's very sad. Sad it empty is. pile. So look forward to content still coming your way. Send us those memes. And I've got one final question that every nighttime has to oh, include. Yes. And this is going to be to both you, Jake and Jamie, but also to you, the fans. I want you to answer this as well. Maybe we should make make this question a post once the yes, KQ this, comes out. This will be the post that I ask. Ooh. And it is, what do you think will happen next? And what do you want to happen next? Uh, the answer that comes to mind is going to be so uninteresting because I'm thinking like, oh, what I think will happen next is that we'll journey around Rillian and we'll meet wacky people and then we'll, we'll da, 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 da. and like I'm trying to think of something more concrete than that, you know? What I think is going to happen next is we are going to wander around in the jungle for a while. I think we're going to meet, if not like Grog's direct relatives, more orcs, obviously. I think Grog right. is going to find a weapon i think the party is probably gonna split or deteriorate in some sort of way i think we're gonna find more spirits to join our cause and eventually i think somehow far away from where we started and not near how we expected we're gonna have a big showdown with mirjik what i want to happen is i want bathilda and eloise to be reunited i want eloise to become more sure of herself i want jonathan to have more interactions with Rainer and potentially more interactions with his family. I want the whole trouble situation to be <laughs> more. Um, more? <laughs> yeah. I want the better business to come back um, and be like interact with the simplicity and see how that hap- like, you know, all shakes out. Nice, nice. Um, I want us to go to the heart of Anima and I want more memes. More memes. <laughs> now you said everything I want. All right. Well, that that's it. So, <laughs> thank you everyone for well. sending in your your questions. Um, truly, we couldn't do this episode without you. Um, we couldn't do the, we do this whole show for you guys. So, thank you for listening every week. That every being week. said, um, if you are coming to this episode past when it was recorded and you still have questions, or you weren't able to get your question to us in time, or we didn't answer your question the way you wanted it. You can always leave questions on the Facebook group, Night's Quest group. You can always um, send us an email at... What's the email? Knights 
Quest ten at gmail.com. We'll always like answer your questions either directly or post them on the Facebook page if they need to be posted there. But yeah, this doesn't this isn't the be all end all of interaction right, right, with right, us right. behind oh, the scenes. Right, 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 for sure. Uh, keep sending us your fan theories too. I, I eat that up. Oh yes. And like I said, who knows? Your fan theory could become canon. <laughs> yeah, because we're enough. we're never gonna we're never gonna be like those Hollywood douchebags and be like, no, this was our plan from the beginning. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> you. Never I will. I will straight up give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Any other final thoughts you boys got to say? I want as Ajax coins. I know that that's not. If anyone is good at making 3D printing files, if somebody could make a 3D oh, printing shit. file of his Ajax yes. coins, can you imagine? I've got a 3D printer. Me, that would make me so happy to to own an Ajax coin. I'm literally <laughs> please sitting next to my 3D printer please, right now. All I anyone, need is that STL file. If anyone can create that file, I would be eternally wow. grateful. I will shower you in his Ajax riches if you can make that happen. <laughs> well. I have the Ajax riches. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. Well, check yourself. But but I mean I will do I will hold the riches above you and shake them. Oh yeah 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 and have them fall on you. Yeah, I will be the yeah. the, the conduit for that. Also, here's an idea I've been wrestling with. What do you guys think about? And this is to everyone listening to this. Think about like 3D printed figures of characters from the show. And then we sell those. Oh, dip. We need to establish what they look like first. Yeah, right? That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) An idea. I've been thinking about it. I got a 3D printer. Interesting. Mm. 3D printed dragon spit ring for me to wear? Question mark, exclamation point. Oh, oh, oh. We'll we'll talk after. We'll talk more after. (laughs) All right. Well, then, if we got nothing else we got to say, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks with our first bonus episode. And in a couple months for season three. We love you all so much. Thank you, guys you for your are questions. so great. May your place in his story be loved.